0: And gentlemen boys and girls and everybody in betwixt welcome to another episode of the chaps chat cats my name is jake botell and i'm joined in the virtual zoom studio by a groovin' sambo and a mustache wiping johnny how are you chaps fantastic
1: good i've just realized that the way the way the zoom sort of neatens up my hair gets rid of all the frizzy bits It's exactly the same as Chad Kroger from the fucking photograph meme.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Look at this photograph. Uh,
1: Uh, Which is, you know, I mean, my life's complete. If there's anything I wanted to do in my life, it's not even just look like Chad Kroger, but look like Chad Kroger specifically in that meme.
0: (laughs) From
2: the photograph.
0: Look at this graph. Can can you take a picture for us with with a graph and then put it on the group chat? I think that'd be... That'd be optimal. Mm. We can post it to the Twitter <laughs> account too, maybe. Um,
1: yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, possibly. It sounds like a lot of work, to be honest. Very, yeah. for a, for a very mild <laughs> joke.
0: <laughs> 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 lukewarm, sort of. A lot of effort for a lukewarm yeah. effort. Um, Just like a tepid, tepid joke.
1: The one chap You'll
2: is a time. The chap, the chap, chap- is a, a Tepid
1: is one of those words that is like, it sounds like what it is. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's like like squelch, tepid mm-hmm. sounds very much like it's just I don't know, squelch. just just not 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 much of anything really.
0: Malevolent, another one that I feel like mm. very much sounds like what it is. Um, yep. Malevolent. Um, can't think of any others off the top of my head. That really I'm sure, there's like, some. What have yeah. just been?
1: Moist.
0: Thrust. Thrust is one that Thrust. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Right. Um, it, it
1: does. You, whenever you say it, you feel like you should also demonstrate with a with yeah, a good that's sturdy right. hand gesture. Thrust.
0: Thrust. 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 That's right. Thrust. You went hand on this tip. Uh the chaps Chat Cats still not brought to you by Fuji Waters. Um it's one all of the best anything. drinks in all the land. Uh but they still haven't deigned to uh, honor us with a sponsorship. Uh was thinking that maybe we should be trying across the next few episodes um, to do some like uh, some practice ad reads. Johnny can have a go at one. Sambo, you can have a go at one. I'll have a crack. We can we can do some some ad reads. So maybe if the if the listeners want to send in some some made up products for us to ad read, send us a little you know some ad copy, um, and we'll read it. Now, just the the only stipulation is don't make it. Too vulgar in the sense vulgar is all right, but not nothing, you know, racist, sexist, nothing. You're a quality quality. What?
1: what? I'm very interested to know what, what in your, th- <laughs> I'm not, I'm not asking you to say it because uh, obviously yeah. we'll get into hot water. but I really want to know what price specifically you're thinking could be racist. Well, uh, I, I,
0: I wasn't sure if it was, you know, someone, you know, someone might be the wording it, around the, the ad. Political, I didn't PM hear
1: either, though. yeah, because you're both, yeah, talking oh. at the same time because of, of the internet.
0: <laughs> no, please, John, John, you go.
1: You go. I
2: was, I was just going to say, maybe, um, as you were saying, not too vulgar in the meaning of like the, the ad, mm. the, wording, the actual wording, the wording of the ad. That's
0: that's right. And 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 you know, as far as races, you know, I don't want to be doing any fake ad reads for you know the United Australia Party, um, or anything like that either. So, um, there goes.
1: I think I think we've all seen enough of those ads. Yeah.
0: There goes that vast swathe of our listenership that was going to vote for the United Australia Party. All two percent of them. Um. So yeah, send in your ad reads. Um. Fuck me, it's going to be a Trump thing, isn't it? I'm going to be sitting here. We're going to flash back to that joke in, you know, (laughs) three weeks with fucking product.
1: We're we're advertising products, not fucking human beings. (laughs) Yeah. Human Um, beings and not a product.
0: That's right. Exactly, So send in your ad reads. Send in your ad copy. We'll read it uh the chaps chat cats at gmail.com the chaps chat cats at gmail.com we'll have a crack at it um because we all know the white the white whale like the thing that we're striving for as three uh you know 30 something whites is to be uh getting some manscaped ad reads that's that's ultimately raid. the big thing raid yeah raid, raid Shadow legends
1: <laughs> look, you just okay. don't, you just don't know that you've got 2 feet on the ground you know it's very hard to to really since we are in the world until you've got a sponsorship from one of those two absolutely
2: i was going to say going back to the the words that sound
0: yes like they are
1: is vulgar Vulgar.
0: Vulgar. that's actually
1: yeah vulgar it makes you makes you curl your lip a bit as you say Uh, it i actually
0: find vinegar is a word that also makes my mouth do the same thing as it does when i actually taste vinegar you know, it sort of.
1: Is that, the, is that the word sound or is that word association? Uh, are all these, in yeah. fact, word association?
0: Quite possibly. probably. Quite possibly. Look at us. Uh, We'll,
1: we'll never know because there's no possible way anyone has ever had this conversation or thought before because we are very unique individuals. We
0: Absolutely. Are. And uh, do you know what else was a very unique individual? Your mum. <laughs> That'll do. Uh, happy Mother's Day, Not everyone. Wrong. Um, On we go to <laughs> recap. <laughs> Let's jump into the footy, uh, everybody. The cats traveled up to Manuka Oval. I always think of Manuka Honey whenever I think of Manuka. Exactly Oval. what I think of as well. Yeah, get mm. some in ya. It's good. Good for ya. Good for the old microbiome and such.
1: Good for <laughs> a sore throat.
0: That's right. Make sure you just don't, don't let the bee sting you, though. That's definitely... No. Definitely don't let the bees sting you. Just get um, the honey from the shop. The safe way. Safe bet. Definitely the safe bet. Um,
1: John's already getting in in, in, in the, the zone for doing some ad reads. And John's I yeah. decide <laughs> to advertise the little startup known as shops that people <laughs> want
2: to are, know you, how still, are you,
1: you still stealing your honey from the bees? Try a shop. try a shop. It's just this small new thing coming yeah. popped up overnight a wacky new startup <laughs>
0: crowdfunded i think <laughs> uh, speaking of wacky new startups the gws giants uh hosted the cats uh and the cats uh we, we we went into this game chaps in our in our preview pod which you can listen to by the way folks at your Leisure. no longer is it a youtube live show or a facebook live show you can choose when the fuck you want to watch it it's now an audio podcast just like this baby um so on the preview pod we talked about we were pretty nervous um all cards on the table and then with the additional injury news you know with joel Salwood being out with reese stanley a late out um and it was sort of starting to pile up for the cats we were blooding two youngsters or definitely um, Cooper Stevens, he was selected in the team. Then Mitch Nevitt was an emergency. He ended up coming in after just a quarter, after Jed Buse, uh went out injured, copped a whack to the old schnozzle. Um, ended up being concussed, I believe, failing a concussion test. The Cats took a 13-point t- lead after the first quarter. They took a 20-point lead at halftime. They blew that out to 32 points going into the final quarter, and they won by 53 points, 12-16 to 4-11, generating 28 scoring shots to just 15. uh, Chaps in what was one of the most one-sided performances for the Cats this season, 435 disposals to 357. They went inside 50 61 times to 43. Um, They split the clearances. They split the contested footy. Uh, but Geelong spread and used the ball well. Harkening back a little bit to the older game style, uh, we'll, we'll get into, I suppose, talking about that more in depth. But the Cats outmarked the Giants 141 to 84. That illustrates the control the Cats had over this game. An important win, uh, undermanned, and ultimately on the road as well. Uh, massive result for the club chaps. what were your general thoughts um yeah that was a interesting fun
2: game it was it was sort of like um sort of like making a, a big meal for the whole family you know you put all the hard work in early you know about all the way for a few few like an hour or so and then cool. at the end you just get to sit down and enjoy it and that's what the cats did they they put in the hard work early and Giants fought back and then the cats just feasted on the the corpse that was the Giants in that last quarter because the Giants just gave up and stopped fighting. Um, yeah, that was was basically it, really. It was a good Mm. performance by the cats, and the Giants could not either couldn't keep up with them or just refused to and just gave up completely, which is bitterly disappointing for Giants fans and Leon Cameron, whose contract is on hold. So it's not a good sign that your team is just seemingly giving up in the last quarter. Mm.
1: Uh, yeah, it was about the it was about the perfect game uh, for me for my psychological welfare, <laughs> not for my excitement levels, but just in terms <laughs> of it's, it's exactly right. The, you know, two quarters of you know somewhat intensity into it, you know, getting getting pretty heated, and then a quarter where it sort of eases up a little bit, and then by the end of the third quarter, I was like, ah, oh, I know we got this. I can now chill out. It was, you know, I like I liked him to go to the wire, but as far as being able to go to, you know, if I watched that one right before bed, I could go to sleep straight after because, <laughs> because I'd had time to wind down. I realized it was not a it was not a contest um, by that stage. Uh, and just talking about, you know, whether the Giants, you know, gave up or wanted to or refused to, uh, I did catch the presses, lads. Awesome. Um, and... And, oh, and and, and Leon, Leon Cameron was very uh very complimentary to the Cats. Pretty adamant that there's a couple of key areas that they should have been better in. Should have been more efficient inside fifty. Should have used their hit, the hit outs that they were winning better. Mm. Uh, but apart from that, you know, it was that thing again of the 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 um, press was sort of trying to lead him to why are your team doing that? Why, you know was this disappointing? Blah blah blah. Uh, and he said multiple times throughout the, throughout the press right. conference that it was the cats did that to them. The cats suffocated them. The cats dominated them. The cats did everything they needed to do and basically changed it up. When they changed it up, the cats in turn, uh, you know, zigged or zag when they, when, when was required. Um, and so he sort of said it was a bit of a psychological defeat um, and that they, just couldn't get out couldn't get over the line it wasn't so much a bad day at the office for them it was a real good day at the office for the cats in his words so um you know that's it's always interesting to see the narratives that the the press try to push versus the the way that the coaches see it from their box um but yeah no it was a it was a good game i'm i'm interested to see your your next questions jake where you where you lead i don't have a lot of thoughts beyond that like where are you where are you going to lead this conversation
0: well I guess thinking about, um, there's a couple of areas. We we got a, an, a lovely email from Foxy. What does, uh-huh. the, fox what does the Fox say? Um, let, let's go to Foxy first. There's some like sort of yeah. some, 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 strategy stuff. it's been a while. Been oh, a been a crack while.
1: open the mail sack.
0: Jared Foxy, um, and Foxy to your damn credit, Foxy you always write us a lovely email. Um, I'm going to crack out just, a, a, a specific part of it for, for this because I think you raised... Talking points. Yes, an interesting mm-hmm. point. He said, hey guys, Foxy here. Um, what a win by the Cats. Critics were predicting that the cliff had arrived before this game against GWS. Um, what a massive response from Geelong to shut the doomsayers and critics up. Um, I think the cliff will probably arrive when Selwood and the more experienced players retire. I would be curious to th- see what you guys think of you know when does the cliff arrive for the cats as a team as a club and and, uh, you know do we think the club will be fine with the young talent on the list so i guess let's launch into a bit of a chat about the two uh debutants that we saw cooper stevens and mitch nevitt um but also you know the likes of young recruits like tyson stengel young up-and-coming players like sam DeConing. um Two others that sprung to mind for me Zach Guthrie uh playing probably his best game in the hoops led the the game in marks and contested marks he took 12 marks and four contested um I've got my thoughts about the the cliff theory the cliff the the cliff idea what were you guys thinking you know about uh, this like headed into the side where the squad's at where the team's at and how were how impressed were you by by the youth
1: very uh very impressed and i i to throw another uh diplomatic answer out there it really depends how you define the cliff doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so to in terms of if we if we're talking cold hard runs at the grand final runs at the runs at the title um i i give us probably Probably generously three three seasons from now to be to be really serious contenders. Um, uh, and that's as I said, it's probably being reasonably generous. But I don't think I don't think our cliff when we reach the cliff. This is my point. Is I don't think our cliff is bottom two. You know, I don't think we're like I think our cliff is. We'll drop to, you know, ninth or tenth maybe you know, maybe miss the finals for a couple of years. Like, I think we'll, we'll lose some of the superstars, some of the real big guns, but we've got so many guys in that mid-age age bracket. Like, you know, even Parfit is kind of in there. These guys that are sort of real quiet superstars, they're people that really, you know, they're absolutely phenomenal footballers. They just don't get a lot of attention. Uh, and I think we've got enough of those to sort of supplement the, the really good current youth players coming through. Um, you know, these ones that are, you know, have, have debuted in the last three years and then the ones debuting this year. Uh, and we know we've got a really good, uh, uh, <laughs> a really good hand in the draft. We know that we know how to work that really well. And we're going to keep getting young, young guys. So I think, yeah, sometime in the next three or four years, we'll have a season where we might miss the eight, but I don't, I don't see us having a massive plunge for, a, for an extended period of time, uh. I guess I think I think the, what the what the young players have shown us already some of them in in one game or two games um, and then add on that guys that will be here a little longer like your Parfits uh, and your Guthrie's and those kinds of guys that you know they're going to hang around a little longer than your Selwoods and stuff um yeah I, I don't see a, I just don't see a clean slate in our future if that makes sense like a complete reset kind of well I guess we'll work up from the bottom mm.
2: yeah Johnny, absolutely I can't kinda- I can't see us dropping down to the bottom four at all. Um, with this youth coming through at the time now that they are, they've got all this experience to learn off on the field and off the field. Like there's an amazing coaching staff there as well. Um, and I think this weekend's game was a good example of our future because Selwood wasn't playing. Dangerfield was playing a good game, but he didn't have huge impacts all over the ground like he wasn't the key reason why the cats won
1: hawkins um, didn't even have a huge impact
2: yeah hawkins didn't have a huge impact tommy Stewart just does tommy Stewart, but he's still fairly in his no, prime man. no
0: no Stan- sam menegola no gary no rowan Minigola, yeah. no reese stanley
2: yeah. no reese stanley there's some of the older fellas yeah they stood up and did what they need to do but i think mainly on the weekend it was a lot of the young guys just stepping up into those roles, mm. that they knew they had to fill, and I don't think I agree with saying that our real premiership contention is three years, Um, and then there will be a bit of a drop off. But I completely agree with San; is not going to be that mass drop where we're going to drop into the bottom four and struggle to make finals.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if if anything, if anything, I do think that the the cliff if that's what we're calling it, will be when it's that next rung of players, when Sam Menegola, Tom Stewart, Cam Guthrie, those, when it's those kind of guys hanging up the boots. Um, I Even though they're not the household names that Tom Hawkins, Selwood and Dangerfield are, um, I think they're such a core engine room of our squad that it's kind of when those guys start hanging up the boots that I think we'll see a little bit more of a, of a drop-off, but it really depends, you know, cause by that point, you know, Zach Guthrie and um, Jack Henry will be what Cam Guthrie and Tom could be what Cam Guthrie and Tom Stewart are exactly. at the moment. So we'll um, yeah, I, I don't, I just don't see it in our future necessarily. And you know, our, our squad in, in three years could look very similar to the squad that we just saw on the weekend. You, let, know, let, you might only take out three or four players
0: exactly let me so. let me float this to you then and my theory that that we may have already experienced something of a mini cliff um we may have already gone over a cliff edge we, we may in fact be climbing back up a cliff it's just less noticeable because of the way that geelong has continuously it's topped up in players. because of the culture. Because, of culture because
2: it's also completely possible that the cats have faced many cliffs already since mm. Chris Scott has taken over they based one in 2012 after you know mm. a lot of senior players, like key senior players were let go mm. um again probably like mid 2010s you could even say mm. a bit later on there could have been another clip there could have been heaps of cliffs that the cats have come
1: come against but prevailed quite well and and to, to add to add the science to this, you know the uh, a a hypothesis. You know is is just the prevailing theory that the the future will act like the past or the present even will act like the past. Um, and I don't see any reason for the things as you guys have just laid out the things that Geelong have faced like we haven't really had a cliff like there's no there is no indication yet to me that the next cliff will be any greater than the ones you guys have just laid out.
0: Well, well, let me put, put some numbers in front of you. Um, Ollie Dempsey, 18, Mitch Nevitt, 19, Max Holmes, 19, Sam Deconing, 21, Cooper Stevens, 21, um, even your grind Myers, 23, Tyson Stengel, 23, Jack Henry, 23, Brad Close, 23, Zach Guthrie, 23, Brandon Parfitt, 23, um, Quinton Knuckle, 24. I don't know, you know, whether or not Knuckle's going to be there. And then you get into an older section of players. Your Tom Adkins, 26. Your Mark O'Connor, 25. Buse, 28. Um, Jeremy Cameron, 29. Stewart, 29. Cam Guthrie, 29. Um, Mitch Duncan, Blixarves, a couple of others in that sort of 30, uh, you know, very early 30s, thir- you know, late 20s, early 30s. Like, there is lots of young talent coming through. There's a young ruck, you know, Toby Conway, who's 18. You've got James Willis, who's 18. You know, these guys haven't seen the field yet. But like, even someone like Max Holmes, who has seen the field this year and before he got that injury, was looking like a vital part of the team. You know, Brad Close is is such a consistent performer now. Uh, Tyson Stengel, what a pickup. Sam DeConing. Like, there's a really good young core of players coming through and so while there's some some top heavy ages you know at the very top of Geelong's sort of depth chart you know Sean Higgins is 34 Selwood's 33 Hawkins is 33 Smith and Tui and Dangerfield all over 32 like there is young talent coming through and I I was really impressed I wanted to get both of your thoughts on um I mean take your pick it, we can we can go with one each if you want. Um, Let's out go with of one each. Out of Sam DeConing, Tyson Stengel, Mitch Nevitt, and Cooper Stevens, put your hand up. Who wants to have a chat about who?
1: Just uh grab- I'll go Sam DeConing.
0: All right, give us give us your might, thoughts. Be, might
1: might be the obvious choice. Might be the easy one. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think it's like uh, one of the commentators sort of knocked it on the head. Um during the game when that when they he said sam has kind of been one of the quiet success stories of the year um and i think that's true and as i said to john uh last night when we were talking about it I said, it's a bit funny for a member of the media to say that because i'm like well you're the ones to talk about it like mm. <laughs> it's, it's if you think it's a quiet story maybe you should be talking about it more um, but it is really true that his his development, like the, the, the leaps that he has made, um, and not just in skill and, you know, hunger to be better, because those things were evident from his, from his debut, but the, just the, um, the mentality, I think, and the composure that he has is, is phenomenal. Like the amount of times when he, you know, was a, it was the real pan back angle and someone flew in to take an intercept mark. And I was like, Tommy Stewart. Uh, and then it was either, Oh no, it's Zach Guthrie or, Oh no, it's, it's, it's in the mm. Um, cause they, 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 they're all part of that blonde hair head, headband brigade. Um, but I, yeah, like he's just, he just doesn't seem to, um, crack under that pressure playing against some elite players. Uh, Having the world on his shoulders, which is what, what it feels like when that when that ball's coming towards you and you're in the ba- the back end of the field, um, and you know it's it's you standing between the the the, the forces of the enemy essentially. Um, he just looks like he's out there having a kick with his mates. The way he takes a mark and trots back to take the kick. Um, so I think I think that's the exciting, the really exciting thing about him is you can kind of look at him and see his future very easily because there's no temperament to control. There's no confidence to build. um, Yeah. There's no sort of decision, decision decision-making that needs to be fine-tuned. That stuff's all there from this point on. It's just going to be experience and, and skill that he will develop.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Johnny, who who you want to have a chat about?
2: Oh, I'll talk about Tyson Stengel. Yeah. I'll go with Tyson. Um, I think just, the perfect game for him to, was on the weekend. Like that's exactly what the cats need from him. Um, <laughs> two to three goals, and doing what he's doing. Like the pressure act he brought on the weekend. Those attempts at goal that nearly happened a couple of times, and then that soccer, like the soccer mm. ball kick into the goal that was just magnificent. But um, yeah, it's fantastic, it's fantastic to see him starting to step into that role really well and just embrace it. And you can tell he's really enjoying his football, loving it down with the cats, the, the culture. um, any bets obviously, helping him get build that confidence to get back into the AFL system. And, you know, he's thriving. And I think you know, he's got six, 15 goals from eight games now, which is pretty remarkable for a player that was not going to play AFL ever again. People were thinking, and coming into the Cats, you know, this is exactly what we were expecting next year, Mm -hmm. this type of game game plays playing right now. So for him to come into the side and start having an impact straight away is just brilliant. And he's going to help those young, well, he's young himself, but he's going to help Tom Hawkins, um, Jeremy Cameron, Gary Rowan when he comes back in immensely. And it's just another thing that, Opposition um, defenders have to worry about is not just the two big guys demanding the ball, it's also the young brigade and Close and Stengel crumbing that ball. and I think it won't be long before Stengel is getting those freak goals that Eddie Betts was mm. renowned for. So, yeah, I think it was a perfect game from Stengel and getting that. Um, can you, um, yeah, fuck, I've lost a word. That's all right. Continuity into his game each week. You can see it coming each week. He's getting around the same disposal marks, getting around the
0: same goals, marks, and all that. So, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, I thought Stengel um, had a terrific game, probably his best um, for the Cats. And, you know, you can see the confidence growing. That link up uh, between he and, I think it was Myers, put basically a a cross in, a cross goal, and, and it was Stengel to soccer at home. Um, and he's got 16, 16 goals so far this season, Stengel. Um, so on target, this is what we said, we need a small forward who can come in and get that, like, 30-plus goals a season behind Cameron and Hawkins. You know, a, a different sort of player who can score in different ways, and I feel like Stengel through eight games is really, like, doing that. a
2: crazy part is he's only six goals behind
0: jeremy cameron <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's yeah that's insane um i'm gonna talk about who will i talk about i'm gonna talk about zach guthrie well, we haven't even got to the debutants yet but zach guthrie um you said it best sam so i'll keep mine pretty brief is that can you you know give us the compelling reason why he's not in the team every week um, who was he selected in place of? How, how did he, was he selected in the team? He came in for Reece Stanley, didn't he?
1: He came in for Stanley, yeah.
0: It's it's really interesting, like, and, and it's all a bit, you know, esoteric and interesting to me how, how we decide the ruck balance in games. Because, like, you look at Mark Blixarves, who had 25 touches, um, Blixarves. He led the team in tackles with eight. He led the team in clearances with eight. And he had 21 hitouts as well, plus the second most meters gained of any cat. So, you know, he, he is a remarkable player. And just, I don't know, I guess I wonder. That was, that was without a doubt Zach Guthrie's best game that I've ever seen him play. He looks strong, he looks confident, he looks relaxed. Um, you know, Zach Guthrie had 23 touches, kicked a goal. I thought that was a massive thing. The way he steadied, took a look and went bang from downtown. Um, Took 12 marks, as I said, which led the team. Four of them contested, which led the team. Um, He was up there with interceptions as well. So I'm with you, Sam. I think it's going to be a pretty compelling reason. He's going to have to emerge to, to keep him out of the team because he just brings so much. Um, just then your quick fire thoughts on the debutants. Cause I thought Cooper Stevens and Mitch Nevard both looked, um, I, I thought Cooper Stevens looked ready, um, for, for the occasion physically. He looks like a,
2: a, a bull in a, mm. in a cage rearing to go. And he was, I think he was overexcited, over energized. Yeah. But I tell you what, that enthusiasm is fantastic. Keep that going, but just find a way to channel, channel that, energy a bit better but I tell you what he's not it's not far off. Like the some of the stuff he was able to do was brilliant. A few miss kicks, a few mishandles here, but that's gonna happen in your first game. But apart from those I think maybe three or four blemishes it was a really mm. solid night. Mm.
0: And he he found where the ball was well I thought. I thought he and never mm. both did that well. You could see them peeling off and getting in really good positions, which um which I really liked. i i I'll Interested in Sam's thoughts on Stevens, so I, I might take the Nevitt role. I thought Nevitt um, showed you know, good ability to, to jump for the ball. There was a, a mark he took out on the far wing at one point, jumping to take. I think it was a contested mark. Just getting in good positions. Nevitt, I know I've said it a bit, but but it, it's something that not every player does, particularly a rookie. He's obviously physically not quite... There to the level that Stevens is, but this is his rookie season. You know, he's only just been drafted. He still looks, you know, like he needs to, you know, two, three preseasons under his belt to get bulked up, like get jacked. Cooper has had exactly like Zach Guthrie has had, like you know, hmm. even Sam DeConing, I don't know. I can't remember if we just drafted him last year or it was the year before. But yeah, it was you know, last he, year. He looks like a tank now. Uh Sambo, any thoughts on Stevens Nevitt?
1: Uh, I agree with with both. I do think it's yeah, it's just they they're a really good cross example of a gr- real greenhorn rookie, yeah, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and a and a and a ready to go debutant. Um, but both showed a lot of promise. Uh, I think Nevitt was is a really exciting prospect, um, mm. because he has so much development to go through, and he you know he already looked pretty impressive. So, uh, adding a bit of weight on the frame, a bit of confidence, a bit of experience, um will will do with the world of difference. Uh, and Stevens is just kind of, it's just that sort of like, he's just got to find his spot in the squad. Now he's got to mm-hmm. sort of, as John said, just channel the energy, channel the, the hunger and the fire um, and do his part for the team. And, you know, he, he doesn't look that far off just being out there, out there just being a starter. Um, so very exciting and great to see Frank, the tank back out there as well.
0: Oh, oh of course. Yeah. 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 Frank, uh, Frank, the tank is someone, I don't know if he has ever played down back, but he strikes me as a player. I, I just love his hustle. Misfit. He's always, mm. yeah, a misfit. Yeah, exactly. Great. Exactly. He's, it, he just, definitely he, had some crucial moments
2: in that mm, game.
0: Yeah. And, and not all, and I know people hate this, not, you know, so not all of it's on the stat sheet. What I mean is there would, there'll be stuff that is recorded on a stat sheet just not the stat sheet on um, uh, the afl website where you've got you know your kicks and marks and even in your advanced stats you don't have um, pressure acts and that sort of thing to look at so that that's what i mean there when i said it's you know he did things that didn't show up on the stat sheet just this particular stat sheet the mundane stats sheet um i think people will be oh, taking notice it uh no but that well I, I yeah yeah a uh, run of the mill uh <laughs> Run. But you know, he the, the basic meat and potatoes stats. So I thought the stuff that Frank the Tank did well. Um, never, I loved uh Isaac Smith at the end telling him to go back and have a shot after the siren, even though it fell short. And it nearly it was, happened. Well, yeah, it it almost nearly bounced, bounced over. through. That
1: would have been incredible.
2: It would have been like, yeah, it just shows how much the giants just weren't there. Yeah, on that last kick that nearly <laughs> let it bounce through.
0: <laughs> yeah, and
1: also also just showed how the football gods felt about the Giants. Yeah, if that, if that had gone through, it would have summed up the game really well. Because as much as I think John uh, Geelong played a ripper game, and I think the Giants did try to bring it to us, like I do think it was our our dominance, not their lack of uh, no. effort. But it was just one of those days where you just felt like it was going to bounce into our hands, bounce through the goal. <laughs> you know, yeah. they were going to slip over or something. You know, we've we've had those games this, this year. So yeah, it, it was, um, it was good not to be on the other end of it.
0: What, what I liked about it, and I text this to you, Sam, is that it, it, that moment demonstrated to me why it's nice to have these young players they, and, and like, don't have to be starting every week. Like Twitter, you know, seems to be divided into either, you know, just keep it as it is or play all the young kids. It's like, it doesn't have to be that extreme, just having the youth on the fringes of the squad ready to push in you know i, I think that's got to be something and i think it is something that that is um uh a, a hallmark of geelong selection process is that you have to earn your spot and people will go oh well how can you say sean higgins you know um you know deserves to get in on on form versus say like uh cooper stevens well let's face it even you know, Sean Higgins' average to below average game, you know, might be Cooper Stevens' best above average AFL game at the moment because Higgins brings a level of consistency. Higgins can go 20 disposals, a few tackles, uh, you know, a couple of score score involvements and 75 to 80% efficiency. Like, Sean Higgins, even though he's not spectacular, he's still a very experienced AFL player. But having the young guys around the side brings out some really good qualities. Like I think in some of the older lads, like Isaac Smith getting around just adds a bit of fun. Like that was fun. Him go, no, 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 mate, go back and have a shot after the siren. And they sort of had a bit of a laugh about it and got him, got around him. And I think that's really good. Uh, I want to transition into doing the votes because otherwise this show is going to run, you know, like an hour and a half long, but. There was one point I wanted to get to before we go to votes, and that was just tactically this game to me was the perfect fusion of the the ball possession style and the hit them, you know, quick down the middle, move the ball on it all cost style. We possessed they, the ball, um, but we moved it quickly.
2: They obviously listen to what you had to say last week, mesh, because that's exactly what you put it put up on the um recap or to preview get, uh yeah. pod was you know it's all right to have that control in amongst the attack mm. don't go all oh, just attack because it doesn't always work so yeah they obviously listened to what you had to say and it was perfect <laughs> it was great to see them take that control but then as soon as it was, all, it was ready to go to attack they attacked really well and really fast so it was a perfect blend of both game styles
0: I, I i can't even remember saying it but but i'll tell i,
1: you. I, I wasn't to say anything because you said that i will i think it was me yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: it was, yeah,
1: yeah, I was, it was me it. i was gonna let go i was gonna let jake have it no. i think i think i brought up the control the controller and and we talked about the danger of sliding back into it and that's when we had got into mm-hmm. the subject of of
2: yeah because uh, this this was
1: this was against Fremantle. it was in the recap of Fremantle, and i had sort of mentioned that we should have brought could have perhaps brought in the The control to like Mm. to just try and stunt their run a little bit which is exactly what i think we did against Mm. uh against the giants we played fast when we had to and then when they were wrestling it back from us we just sucked the oxygen out of it we didn't then go inside our shells for the whole game we would still get a run on here and there probably not as much as honestly honestly i could take about in that scenario i could take about the dial turn like 10 percent more to attack again because i wouldn't mind getting some possession uh some um uh <laughs> i've completely brain farted on the word i wouldn't mind getting uh like a lot more um a lot more of a cushion between us because if we yeah. you know if it had if it had have gone wrong uh you you run a slightly risky game um not that it felt like it was gonna happen then but We've talked about before geelong sometimes don't seem to have that desire to put the foot on the throat um which is which is fair enough but a little a little of that i wouldn't have you know wouldn't have gone astray accept <laughs> okay.
2: right, um, my apology and sam i'm
1: sorry I, I, um, that's all right <laughs> i was really i uh, yeah i was, I was like ah, oh, maybe maybe it wasn't me <laughs> Then <laughs> when jake was like no I, mean, I was like okay it must have been me <laughs> so,
2: okay. Started the conversation. I think Jake may have elaborated on it a bit. As well. It was a, it was a bit
1: of a it was a bit of a into the Team weeds effort. kind of thing for sure.
2: Um, Team effort,
0: exactly. Team effort. So so the um, we'll get to the votes, but a, a great week for for Cats fans in in a number of areas. Whether it was the debutants playing well, the youth in general playing well, absent the experience, this is two impressive wins this season. You know, against the Lions down in. Cadinia Park without Stewart, without Selwood, and now on the road against the Giants without Selwood, with late withdrawals of Stanley, etc. So impressive stuff by the Cats and good signs for the the present and the future. Um, let's move into the votes. I'm going to give my one vote this week to Zach Guthrie. Uh, I, as I said, led the led the the match in marks. Best game in the hoops. Kicked a lovely goal, so I'm giving Zach Guthrie my one. I'm going to give two votes to Tyson Stengel. Um, kicked three goals, two had twenty touches, six marks, uh, five tackles. Second week in a row with five tackles. Uh, he's won seven free kicks the last two weeks and only given away the two. So, so you know, winning opportunities for the Cats with his pressure just to have a look at his last four weeks, his last month of footy, he's gone three goals, two goals, three goals, three goals. So he's he's really putting together a nice little handful of of scores each week. So he's my two, I'm giving my three votes to Mark Blixavs. Um, he he's just outrageously good. He is just a monumental footballer. Like I, I think in a team with so many stars, You know, and in a league, it's so funny, you know, the players we get excited about watching, you know, the players that get hyped up. Unfortunately for Blixarves, or maybe fortunately, because his work can be done in the shadow, he doesn't get that hype. He doesn't get the hype of, you know, like, you know, tall players, like, you know, say like a Nick Natanui, you know, who can can mark over his head and he can take off and run for a big guy and he can win clearances out of the center and he can ruck. And he can play, you know, he can do all these things. Blixarves is is equally as versatile um, and more consistent. So, you know, th- there's a number of players that I feel like get so much hype. Blix is just, he's an absolute fucking legend. So he gets my three votes. Um, I've already given you his stats. Led the team in nice. clearances. Led the team in tackles. Just outrageously good. Sambo, what about you?
1: Uh, I had a wry smile because... Mine are exactly the same. <laughs> I I did I did nearly give my I wouldn't have I was going to give a, a one of those um points for effort votes of my one to Grian Myers because I do think he had Yes. He didn't 100% for me convince me of of all of his shortcomings are worth what he brings, but he came the closest yet. So not quite a one vote, but uh, I just wanted to mention him.
0: <laughs> yes. Nice. Uh, Johnny.
1: Well, mine's different. Nice. Mm, what different. have you got?
0: Interesting.
2: Intention. I'm going to give my one vote to Tyson Stengel. Mm-hmm. Nice. Two votes to Mark Blixhouse. Yes. And I'm yes. going to give my three votes to um, Brandon Parfit. Nice. I just thought that was an exceptional game by him. Um, Exactly what I think most people have been looking for. He was attacking the ball at every opportunity was hardly a center bounce or bounce throw-in, whatever there that he wasn't at and he was putting in that effort to chase and tackle and get the ball moving forward so really impressed by him this week and yeah i was watching him closely and i swear i saw him at nearly every single bounce that he could get to and applying pressure and trying to get that ball all every time and throughout the entire game
0: so yeah i was just really impressed by him this week Excellent. excellent We have a new leader in the clubhouse. Mark Blixarves now holds a seven-point lead at the top. He's out on 25 is Blix. He got six votes last week, eight this week, Uh, seven votes behind him. There is a tie for second place between Joel Selwood and Tom Stewart on 18. Six votes further back is Jeremy Cameron on 12 and two votes back. Uh, in fifth spot is Patrick Dangerfield on 10. So that's the Chaps Chat Cats MVP so far. Blixarv setting a smoldering pace. Um, let's have a quick look at the Chaps Chat Cats fantasy comp this week. How much week. you by? There was change, Johnny. There was change. Um, there was change. Sambo got absolutely rampaged, ravaged. By injury. Both Max Holmes was in his starting lineup <laughs> and Reese Stanley was in his starting lineup. So neither of those guys scored points. Um Tommy Stewart got forty seven. Isaac Smith thirty one. Tom Atkins thirty six. So Sambo scored hundred and fourteen. Um Well just as we we're saying the pretty gods were smiling upon upon you, Sam they've just
1: Oh, I did I did mention of... that I did say in the draft war yeah, yeah. they're the smiling on wall. me and in the actual one then they're who? not because all most all those changes were too late to have,
0: have made a, a swap out too. Yeah. Uh then in second place, me. The the, the, mm. the injury gods smited Joel Selwood, so he didn't score any points for me. I had Patrick Dangerfield on the bench. Um oh. it wouldn't have made a difference though, ultimately. Uh, I scored 202 and a half points. Mark Blixarv set the highest score for the season with 81 and a half points. Nice. Um, Cam Guthrie, 53 and 34 each. Tom Hawkins and Brad Close. But John out in front on 267 points.
1: I so you were about to say 700.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ty- Tyson Stengel with 62. Jeremy Cameron with 60. 57 for Mitch Duncan, 48 for Zach Tui, and 40 for Brandon Parfit. So, congrats, Johnny, on a win. It narrows narrows the gap between John and I to just 27 points. I'm on 1,729. Johnny's on 1,702. Sambo's got some climbing back to do. We need to do a redraft. Sam's about 300 points back. 1,356 and a half points. So. We'll have to do a redraft soon uh, because we're about a third of the way through the season. Uh, so that is the fantasy results fantasy. for you. Second win. Indeed, second second win in three weeks, John. Second win in three weeks. So so Johnny's team finding some foam. Any other thoughts before we wrap this bad boy up, chaps?
2: No, just keep doing the good work, cats. Yeah. No. On form into next
1: week. Yes. Yep. That's all I've got to say. Um I think Very good. <laughs> I'm sure I can always come up with more bullshit. Actually oh, yeah. I will say Gary Rowan, Gary Rowan and Sam Menegola better come back because uh Mitch Duncan's fast skyrocketing rocketing up my ladder of uh of man love rankings. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's, he's always been up there for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, um Stengel is Climbing fast up there. Stingable.
1: Look, there's look at if this was some okay. kind of Love Island situation, there'd be there'd be all kinds of potential for for uh, controversy and. Uh... <laughs> no,
0: we need a Love Island seg. Um, yes, Mark, Absolutely. Blicks... a man love ranking. Mark Blixar's might have taken my number one. Oh, oh.
2: I thought it was going
1: to be impossible for someone to outshine Tom Stewart. Well, see the thing—the thing with Thomas Stewart is too consistent. He's still doing what he's always done, but Mark Wixar seems to have pushed through some kind of ceiling this year and really, yeah, you know, come come out the other side. He's catching those um, Kaji Greaves um,
2: middle years that he had those um, mm. previous seasons. He's yeah. reinvigorated that, that third then ruck, but he's just a sole ruck. and yeah. crazy.
0: Alright, make sure you're subscribed to the Chaps Chat Cats on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, listen to the preview pod when it comes out in a few days. Till then, go cats!
2: Go Go cats. cats!